Hey guys, this is Cody Walker from the South Sydney Rabbitohs and you're listening to Rabbitohs Radio. Rabbitohs Radio is proudly brought to you by Burke Street Bakery. Export Freight Systems. Email ian at efsau.com.au and mention Rabbitohs Radio. He'll take care of you. NG Farrah have forged an enviable reputation for consistently delivering outstanding results. Reach out, speak up, educate, don't give up, burn brightly, be exceptional, rise. Rabbitohs Radio is proudly brought to you by The Juniors. Rabbitohs Radio podcast, Grant Chapel, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so my phone was running hot there for a while. But Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chappell. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs. Darren Brown, Steve Maven. What's doing, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. Yeah, g'day, boys. Uh, what's happening? A bit of uh, late-breaking news today. James Roberts has uh, checked himself into rehab. Uh, we don't know much about uh, the, the story. There's not much uh, going out there, but uh, a credit to him, and uh, he's put his hand up, and we wish him all the best, and, and hopefully he gets through it uh, unscathed, and, and we've got him back for, for round one. The thoughts go out to you, Jimmy the Jet. Takes a lot of courage to put your hand up and say you got a problem, and go and seek help, professional help, and he's done that on a few occasions. And we just want to see Jimmy the Jet happy. And if he doesn't come back to league, so be it. But I'd like to see the bloke happy. But you never know; he might be back in a few weeks' time. Yeah, we hope he's okay. And the Rabbitohs have released a statement saying that what has happened, and just respect his privacy. So we're going to do that. We're just giving you a shout out, mate. Hope you're well. Yeah, shout out to. Jimmy the Jet, I noticed there um, when South put their tweet out today, Canary Bulldogs sent a nice little message to Jimmy the Jet too, and that's nice that the Rugby League fraternity is right behind you, Jimmy, and we want to see you back on track now. Got a big show today. I'll give you a little summary. We've got um, Rugby League enforcer for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. He, he's a great young great young kid, junior to Tola, played 58 first grade games for the mighty Rabbits, and he gives a little insight into... His life, and I don't think I've ever heard an interview of him before. Boys, have you? Um... No, no, I haven't. He's a very, very quiet kid, and, um, you know, he's uh, he's one of the up-and-comings, and he's a good fella. He's very durable, Mavo, isn't he? He hasn't missed many games. Mate, he's tough, and like we spoke about in the interview, he's kept improving, and he's given us that big body in the middle, and we've been winning football games. So he's made a difference. He sure has, and he's got quite a good win percentage, boys. I don't know if I... You know that, but he's up there around the 70% mark, which is pretty phenomenal and a good credit to him. I know we've made two preliminary finals in his first two years, but I think we're headed in the same way, and, and he's got aspirations to lift that trophy at the end of the year. Brownie, you ran into our guest last week today. Yeah, boat champion. The champ. Yeah, I was uh, down at the NG Farrah office there today at Kingsford. Had a bit of a meeting with Glenn. We've got a, our final day of the 25 push-ups. For 25 days, uh, challenge is on tomorrow. We're going to do something exciting, and we're going to raise some money for the Rise Foundation. All right. Uh, we're going to be doing some push-ups in some pink speedos. Right. 
maybe down at the Opera House. And uh, yeah, Bo Champion was there and had a had a chat with Bo. He loved the show, um, and he got some really good feedback from it as well. No, he was good. He was good to chat to, and he's a real community man, a man of the people. And looks like he's got a fruitful career in real estate ahead of him too. Yeah, he was. He wasn't off the phone the whole time I was there. So buyers ringing him, and you know, look, looking to inquire about the property that he's selling. So the market's still strong. Uh, it still leaps and bounds ahead of uh, where everyone else says it is. Okay, so it's a big show coming up, and we'll get into the shout-outs brought to you by Export Freight Systems. Brownie, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I want to shout-out to our great mate, uh, Mark Henson. Henny. Oh, Henny. Good man, Henny. The Henny. legend. Henny, uh, he also works in mental health. He runs a organisation out there at Fairfield called Oak Dean House. Now they assist with uh, sufferers of addiction, including gambling and uh, and uh, alcohol, which is quite popular in these uh, tough times that we're we're going through at the moment. So, um, a shout out to you, Henny, mate. You're doing some great stuff out there, and uh, uh, we'll uh, keep it up. Henny, one of the best blokes I know. I met him in 1986 when we were at South in the under 23s. We had a great time. We went to Hawaii, and I think we end up going to San Francisco together as well. But yes, he has turned his life around. He's a tremendous guy. He's was in the depth of despair, and now he helps other people get their lives together. Yeah, so I, obviously I worked with Henny for a long time, and he's an old River boy, and he's been involved with the Wombats. It's nice to get up and watch a lot of the A-grade teams through the 90s and 2000s with a lot of my mates playing. Um, I never got to see him play. What, what sort of player was Henny? What position was he? I, he played hooker. Played hooker, yeah. Hooker halfback. Yep. Uh, very, very crafty little player, and yep. uh, yeah, high work rate. And um, tough as nails. Yeah, just skillful and tough as they come. Yeah, you can just put him anywhere and he'd do the job for you. There you go, Mark Henson. Shout out to you. On your Henny. Good on yep. your Henny. Chaps, what do you got for us? Mate, my one's going to be about Mother's Day, mate. I had a really, really good Mother's Day there with, um, obviously, my mum, Lynn. I love you, mum. Shout out to you, mum, and, and my wife, Carola, and my mother-in-law, Berta. We had a really good day. So shout out to all the mothers out there. And I hope you all had a great day on Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to everyone. We didn't really get to acknowledge them uh, last week. So uh, happy Mother's Day, yeah, especially to my mum, Denise. And uh, you forgot my birthday too a couple of weeks ago, boys. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, I thought that's why I wanted to mention Mother's Day because we f- did forget your birthday, Brownie. Yeah. yeah uh, happy birthday, mate. That's all, all good, boys. Happy birthday, Brownie. Quiet yeah. one. Isolation. Couple lemon squashes. Isolation birthday uh, birthday celebrations. <laughs> Little three day lockdown. Yeah, why not? And I'll just shout out to my mum Viv. She's passed away, so we just buy flowers, and her ashes are in the backyard here, actually. So saw we, that. Yeah. We just uh, put flowers there. So nice. Yeah. So if anyone else is same as me, you know, just thinking of you all. Now I've just got a couple here. The first one is last week I was calling Foxleave lot. Last week I was calling Foxleave. <laughs> now I've got a couple of shout outs Last week I was calling Fox League Live Rugby League Live Which it isn't of course It's Fox, Fox League, League Live, Live. <laughs> And they gave us a shout out on our dream team So just want to clarify a couple of points There's another one here Is that I've been telling people about our episode web pages Now we do a bit of work on them And they've got a lot of background to our episodes And I've been saying that you can press pause and go down and have a look. Now, you can do that, but I was doing it the other day. You can just scroll down while we're talking now, press the link, and the page will come up in front of you. So while we're talking about a subject, you can actually bring it up and give you a bit of background. So 
just say I've given you the heads up there. Yeah, just to all the listeners out there, if you if you haven't done that before, have a go at it. It's un, it's unbelievable what Mavo does and, and all the information that he puts on there. And there's uh, there's not only um, the story, but there's also photos uh, of what we're talking about. So. Um, to all the listeners, make yeah, sure you great, make sure you, you, you yeah. try that out. Off the back of that, Fox Sports. Yeah, it was, it was great to hear the uh, the Wolfie team there, wasn't it? On Fox Sports. We've, yeah, we've we've got a bit of a buzz about that, and the boys love chatting about it too. The three yeah. of them. Yeah. Okay, so while we're talking about dream teams, we did throw it out to the listeners last week, and Nick Lonigan sent us a team. Now it's a little bit outside the realm of what we said. We said South Juniors that have played for South, but he's given us a lineup, Brownie of. South juniors that have played first grade. Yeah, I'll read it out. And Nick's a, a big fan of the show, so we told him that we'd uh, read it out for him. Now, he's got fullback Nathan Merritt, who, who played with the Alexandria Rovers. We've got Paul Mellor on the wing and Alex Johnson. Paul played for the Meadow Tigers and Alex Johnson for LARPA. In the centres, we've got James Roberts, LARPA Roos, and Dylan Walker, who played for Mascot. Brayton Astor. Played with Maroubra. Halfback is Adam Reynolds, who's still playing these days. He played with Rovers, Kenzo and Lapa, so he's had a couple of clubs there. The great Ian Roberts, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, was a mascot legend. Um, and Maroubra Diggers. And Maroubra Diggers, yeah, from a young us, age. We, we didn't know that, yeah, exactly. And uh, Nick probably didn't know that as well. So Ian Roberts in the front row with Adam Fanua Blake, who is also still playing. Uh, for the Manly Seagulls, he played with uh, the Mascot Jets. Craig Wing at hooker, played with Maroubra Lions. The great man himself, John Sutton and Rennie Matua, both Kenzo Juniors. Maroubra boys. Yeah, and Maroubra boys, yeah. Our boys, yeah. And the lock, uh, the one and only, Cam Murray. Hey. <laughs> Uh, one and only yeah. uh, mascot juniors, and on the bench, uh, Nick has named Daryl Trindle. He played with Rovers, Zetlin, and Lapa. Clarky played with the Wombats, Jason Clark, Trent Merrin, yeah. St George, yeah, St George, yeah, yeah. Dragons. No, he, yeah, he, he, he was a South Junior. Yeah. He played with uh, Alexandria Rovers and Emre Goulet, who is now with the Canberra Raiders, also played with uh, mascot. And the coach is the great Craig. Tugger Coleman, a Waterloo oh, Waratahs man. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we'll move on. And what a ne- side, boys. What a side. It's huh? a good side. The next correction I want to make is that I was calling Jason Dimitrio, Jason Dimitriou. And we did ask him how to pronounce that, and it's Jason Dimitrio. So it's JDO. JDO. And if you're listening, JD, thanks for coming on the show, and we'll be talking to you soon again. What a legend. Oh. Big future, so doing the coaching yeah, industry. Yeah, to the listeners that. out there, if you haven't heard that show, do yourselves a favour and go back and listen to it. Yes, yeah. it is a good one. It's probably one of our best, if not the best we've done. All right, chaps, we want to chop off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio. It's only fitting on the Junior Tola episode that we go to Rabbitohs News, brought to you by the Juniors. Okay, so the players began training 
contact on Tuesday. So ball work, hitting each other up. There'll be a few sore bodies, I imagine, on Wednesday morning. Yep. And so I, I did listen to uh, Matty Johns drop the podcast about lunchtime today. His son Jack said they've had a really good week of training. Everyone's got back into some high intensity, so sounds like uh, things are getting getting they're really getting stuck right into it. And um, I bumped Sato today, and a few of the few of the guys like him, Sam and Gi, they're not back at training yet. And a lot of the medical staff, Terry Kulitz hasn't been around training yet. There's only limited numbers that they can have there, but Sato and the boys are looking forward to joining the team. And then in the coming weeks, um, as long as this COVID nineteen, we stay on top of it. Just on Jack, he's been on the podcast with his dad, his mum, and his brother Cooper. They've put on a pretty good show, actually. I've been <laughs> listening; have, uh, it's not too bad. And so it's been good practice for him when we get him on Rabbitohs Radio. So Jack, if you're listening, expect that call, mate. Yeah, just going back to that. There's only uh, 16 days to go, boys. Yep. Till, till the kickoff. So when you're talking about that contact, they'll be they'll be stepping it right up uh, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so it could be a bit underdone, but everyone's in the same boat. That's right. That's We're the all way it is. together. Now, the other story here is that the Rabbitohs have been talking about their top moments on their website and their socials. So what are your top moments, boys, of the Rabbitohs? Well, I, I can't go past um, the 2014 grand final when GI scored in the corner, that northwest corner, and done the Goanna. I was fortunate enough to be right there when he... Uh, when he scored that try and there was no better moment for me and that just uh, sealed the grand final, uh, uh, you know, the title that we've been waiting for for so long and uh, I can't go past that as being my top moment. Yeah, Brownie, that's going to always be right up there with the best memories of my whole life, you know what I mean? See us winning the grand final as a fan, waiting all those years and, you know, the 43-year the, the drought and... In, um, that will never be forgotten in South Folklore, maybe. Yeah, that's one of my favourite moments as well. The, the whole day was just outstanding. We've told the story on the show before, but just I was sitting in the corner when GI scored and did the Gowana. And just when we had the game won, we were able to just sit there and soak up the atmosphere of that grand final win. And then we ended up back at the juniors up in the function with the players. And so, yep. yeah, great well, memories of that yeah. one. But I was up there too, yeah. Are yeah. we going to be hard to beat? Yeah, for me, I reckon it was that, um, and we sort of like to think about things that happened in the last few years, boys, but what about that golden era that's never, ever spoken about with the Rabbitohs from 1925 to 1932, where we won seven out of eight premierships? That's That's got to be only second of their 11 in a row by St. George, boys. It's never talked about. Yeah. And um, good on South for going back and recognising the past like that. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't talk about that era. It's so long ago. Everyone's sort of focused on the the late 60s and those the Sattler and all that those mm. wins but there is we have had a couple of golden eras there was another one in the 50s I think I believe yeah another, another one there but you know Harold Horder and the boys and yeah. Ernie Hammett back in those days yeah there were some bloody big stars and I, I, was, I also loved uh, Chris Sandow's debut over there against the Warriors that, that was a fantastic game where little Chrissy come in and, and the kicking game he put on he, he kicked the winning field goal yeah he's a freak that Chris and I used to love watching him play it was electrifying no one he? played with the spirit just that spirit that he played with just he never knew what he was going to nah. do yeah. it was just like he was playing backyard footy oh he did yeah. wasn't he, it Mavo what's your favourite moment mate well mate I've got a lot of them but I'm going to take you back to 1987 in round 4 when I scored in the corner <laughs> <laughs> Um, against the Panthers, be first try in first grade. So, you know, there, there was no criteria as to what... Is, is that uh, on the website, that one, Chaps? 
I think it could be. I don't know. Is well, it? <laughs> seeing it, that's going to have to go on the episode webpage now. So as we're speaking, if you want to scroll down, <laughs> and it'll be there. But no, you know what? I was going to say that the GF and you stole it from me. And the, and the other one that... <laughs> and then he didn't want to talk about it. And the other one that is very good, my, my old man... No, well, you should have said that. You should have said, well, I'm, I'm going to say it, that. I'm saying it now. Yeah, you should have and said the, it. The, the old man come down the other day and he said, did you see the... watching? We were watching Foxtel. I said, no. He said, that try was on. That's the one with Reynolds. And I said, oh, yeah, the one where... We scored I was going to say that. Laid and yeah. And yeah. I was going to say that. So you, most of you all, all listening here all know, and I know it for play for play, uh, this, the Coltrane gets the ball, runs left, picks yeah. up uh, McQueen, picks up... Isaac Luke was involved, wasn't yeah, he? he picks up Maeve Merritt first, then yeah. he picks up Isaac Luke. Isaac Luke getting tackled, flicks it up, and, yeah. and, and around and real scores. Picks it up on the bounce. On the bounce, and then the commentator yeah. goes, you can take me now, I've <laughs> seen it all. <laughs> yeah, so that's a memorable uh, Warren try. Smith it was. I've yeah, seen it, everything. That's, yeah. <laughs> so that's nearly as good as that that try in 87 for me, that, that one, so... All right, so we'll move on. The Rabbitohs posted a story on their website titled Zooming In on the Rabbitohs, and it focused on how the training staff are keeping in touch with the players. Now, we've had a little dabble with Zoom, and we're still working on how to get it perfected so that we can record it and put it on the show, but it doesn't really suit podcasting anyway, but it's just for our socials. We might need our mate Steve Fennick to come on and have a chat. He's actually keen to come on the show, and he'll be a good chat because he's... He knows everything, doesn't he? Tech. Yeah, he's a tech guy, but he played first grade for the Rabbitohs too. So 100%. He, and and he's, uh, he's our technical man. So if we do get stuck with stuff, he's the guy we call. But So just going back to that, Zoom has exploded in popularity and they are a major sponsor of the Rabbitohs. So that's, they'd be loving that. Oh, won't they? Yeah. What timing. Yeah. And, oh, no. and I was listening to the radio on Saturday night, continuous call, and they had the high performance manager from the Panthers, Hayden Knowles, on. And he was speaking about how he's been keeping in touch with the players via Zoom, WhatsApp, etc., and contacting them in the morning and then again in the evening to see how they went. So I imagine South have been doing the same because you need to have that type of preparation to hit the oh, ground running once the season. All starts. businesses and, and foundations and everything around the world have been using this Zoom. It's they're all over. It would have been gone up in popularity. Yeah, are they are they on the stock market. The shares would have went oh, through the roof. Yeah. They're using it in the states everywhere. Maybe they want to come on, come on board of the podcast as a. We might need Steve Fennick. We might have the Zoom guy himself come on, <laughs> have a chat, and, and set us up. Hang on, you've just pat him on the back. Now you've turned around and poked <laughs> him in the eye. I brushed him. <laughs> well, the other. Okay, so we'll move on now. We've got. Sorry, Steve. By the way, <laughs> no, he's a good man, Steve. Steve and Fennick, he's a champ. We played together for the Botany Rams. Yep. After this break, we're going to go to the Juniors Natola interview brought to you by Rise Foundation Australia. It's Juniors Natola. Who is it? Okay, listeners, we've got one of the ruling forces in this South Sydney pack, season 2020. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, Junior Totola. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries, mate. Um, so where are you from and what was it like growing up there, bud? Um, I'm originally from Sydney. Um, I was born here. I uh, went to school at Holy Cross Ride, came up to the Balmain Juniors. And then, yeah, eventually worked my way up there to reserve grade and then, um, yeah, ended up getting getting uh, picked up by South. How was that junior career, mate? What, what, what sort of, um, did you get selected pretty early on, mate, or, or were you a bit of a late bloomer? 
Uh, no, I was coming through the ranks at um, the Balmain district um, pretty early on, um, coming up there through the 20s system, of, up, straight after SG ball and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I was pretty much straight into it after my SG ball season. Yeah, sweet, mate. Who were some of those um, players coming through that have kicked on um, in the grade system? Um, oh, there, there wasn't too many of us. Um, uh, one of the boys I'm, I'm with at South at the moment right now is um, Bailey Sirenen. Pretty much grew up with him playing oh, yeah, in the okay. juniors. Um, yeah, and then eventually we're both together at, at the Rabbitohs. <laughs> you want to tell us a bit about your brothers oh, too? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my older brother, the one just older than me, he's, he was also um, in the Balmain um, district and um, coming up through the ranks. And um, he eventually moved on to um, play rugby union. And he's still playing rugby union at the moment over at the over at Manly in the Shoot Shield. So okay, yeah, we I played with him a bit, and then um, I got my little brother who's currently at the Bulldogs on the twenties system. So um, yeah, oh, so a few, that's Mavo here, mate. How you going? There's a few footballers in the family, but can you tell us a bit more? Have you got brothers and sisters? You got any kids yourself? Um, oh no, I got um, six brothers. So there's seven of us all up. No sisters. And yeah, I haven't got any kids on my own, but mate, that's uh, Brownie here, mate. And uh, it must, must have been fun, a uh, bit of backyard footy there with uh, all, all the brothers there, mate. And what team did you follow growing up? Yeah, oh, there was plenty of background footy um, at the back, and um, uh, quite a few fights as well. And, <laughs> um, could imagine there were seven boys going at each other all the time every day. Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> um, and also the the club I probably followed when I was growing up was the Bulldogs I was, that's where I first started my junior rugby league and um, yeah I followed them when I was first growing up so. yeah, was there, yeah was there a player there that you you used to love watching mate and uh, did you uh, you know that you you wanted to be one day um, yeah it was probably um, when I followed the Bulldogs back then it was probably Sonny Bill Williams um, and also Frank Pritchard when he was at the Bulldogs so yeah, yeah I, was, I was following them quite a bit and I'm um, trying to base my game around that. So, yeah, yeah. No, two two good players there, mate. Uh, yeah, to base yeah. your game around. Thought you might have said Darren Brown yeah. there for a minute. It might even be before <laughs> your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get back to the to the, your career there, mate. Now, um, I believe you you captain the NYC team there for the Tigers at one stage, and um, how did you end up over at the Rabbitohs, mate? How did that opportunity pop up? Yeah, I was at the um, in the under twenties at West Tigers and. Um, Willie Peters was coaching at the time and yeah he used to play for Rabbitohs and stuff like that and yeah he made me uh, captain of the uh, joint captain at um, when I was at the Tigers in the under 20s and then um, yeah and then uh, fortunately enough I I just went up in reserve grade and um, was playing there and, uh, unfortunately didn't get a crack in first grade at West Tigers and um, I was like injured at the time and had a full season out and had no club to go to and um, yeah, I was I was actually lucky that I got picked up by South when um Seabold was there. He took a chance on me and he never really knew who I was or um I don't think he ever seen a game I played. Um and he pretty much just told me to come in on the train and trial and during the preseason and um took it from there. So so Junior, what you were saying is the Tigers weren't interested with you after you sort of like had your injuries and, and you finished playing with the NYC that they didn't really want to sign you? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I had I didn't hear back as as to if they wanted to resign or um or just try and you know um kick it out in reserve grade. There, I didn't hear anything, and mm. yeah, I was just working at the time, and I wasn't doing much, and then got a call, and yeah, it was, he fortunately picked me up, and yeah. Oh, 
Well, they're lost, mate, and our gain, mate. So we're, yes. we're, yeah. we're, we're stoked yeah. that we've we got you here, mate. I'll make sure I ring them and thank them tomorrow. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, Brownie, I was going to say exactly the same thing, that we've kicked the goal there. And uh, Willie Peters, we've had him on the show. He's an excellent guy too. So tell us about your, your debut in, I think it was 2018, mate. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, in 2018. Um, I remember I, I was doing the preseason um, when I first came there in 2017 and... Uh, December, I think it was mid-November. Did the whole preseason there, and yeah, and then I was fortunate enough to um, get a crack in first grade in the first round. Um, Steve called me to his office. I think the the week leading into that round one game against Warriors, yeah, he told me the good news, and I just couldn't believe it. Pretty much, and then um, ended up travelling with the boys to Perth. Um, that's where I debuted at Perth, um, up the stadium, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll always remember that when I first ran on. Yeah, it was obviously a uh, nervous moment, but um, a proud one as well. So. Yeah, well, I remember that as well because I was at that game. It was a boiling hot day, wasn't it, at, at, at Perth Stadium? Yeah, it was hot as that day. <laughs> yeah, and I was a bit disappointed and I ended up leaving the ground because we were getting beat and I went to the the Campfield pub outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a huge pub. It's got its own brewery. So if ever you have, any of you fans go over there, that's, yeah. a, that's a tip for there. <laughs> Mate, yeah. just uh, one thing. Must have gave you great confidence. Uh, you worked hard through the off season, mate, and uh, Seebs gave you an opportunity in round one. So you must have done all the all the groundwork through that off season to really impress, mate. Uh, so well done. Yeah, well, um, I remember when I first um, went to the club, and um, I knew the the top forwards that um, the, the Rabbitohs had at the time, and I was I was thinking like, you know, I got no shot, you know, like. To, to play round one even and the mentality I went in with was just train hard and who knows what can happen and yeah um, there was a lot of early mornings and um, a lot of uh, a lot of hard work and training went into it but um, yeah I was yeah, very fortunate to, to get that call up in uh, that round one team so yeah, yeah must have been exciting mate and the old saying goes mate uh, you know what you put in is what you get out and, uh, like, yeah, and exactly. that, that just proves the point mate yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly right. And so we'll move on to your first try, mate. Do you yep. have some memories of that? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, first try was, yeah, it was against Parramatta, I think it was. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. that's right. Is it, was that Bankwest Stadium? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah, Parramatta, yeah, against, who was it against Parramatta? Yeah, it was against Parramatta, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, you run a hundred. Yeah, you, you run a hundred meters, remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish, mate. I wish. <laughs> yeah, I remember that try. Was, I think it came off a uh, late offload and pretty much just had to dive over the line. And yeah, uh, I think we were losing that game though. So yeah, the boys didn't really get get around much. But um, uh, yeah, I always remember that first try. How, how many tries have you scored, mate? Um, I think two. <laughs> I think two, yeah, two so far. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I remember your second one um, vividly because it was a ding dong battle up there at North Queensland, and um, I think it was eighteen oh, yeah. all, and Cam Murray popped a little offload, and you picked yeah, it up yeah, off your shoelaces right. to score to put us in in the lead for the for the final time to win the match, mate. So that was a memorable try. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was memorable because um, I think it was a, a bit of a grind there towards the end, as you said, it was a draw. Yeah, Cam ended up coming up with a big play with the offload and yeah, I just had to try and pick it up and um, I think I remember at the time I was I was pretty blown out at the time and I was, oh, I just can't believe I, 
I actually got down down that low to to pick it up and dive over. So I was yeah. incredible athleticism from a big man like yourself, and um, I think we all knew <laughs> South supporters knew we had something something pretty special on our hands there. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> and then wasn't there another try that we we're just talking about, chaps? Where we thought he scored in the Canberra game. We watched it from the yeah, juniors we'll, we'll in, the, a... in the elimination final, and yeah. Did, oh, you, yeah. did, did you score that try? Did Can you, you give get us that the... down? Yeah, we, give us <laughs> the reckon, exclusive on Rabbitohs Radio. I reckon you got it down. <laughs> From where I was sitting uh, at uh, the South Juniors, you got it down. Mate, honestly, I thought I got it down, but yeah, just it all happened that quick. But yeah, I thought the ball touched, touched the ground some like somewhere on that ball, and but there, there just wasn't enough evidence, I guess, to to overturn the course. So, yeah, um, yeah, and that still hurts. That game we had so many chances to win that match, but it didn't happen. So yeah, exactly. let's hope we make amends this year. And just on that yeah, uh, right. ba- on that Bankwest Stadium, I've spoken about it on the show before. I was at that game as well, and it was another disappointing loss. Mavo travels around yeah. a bit. <laughs> well, I just happened to be at those milestone games. That that was a big game at in Perth, and then that was another big one at Bankwest. And I did a bit of a scouting mission for the Rabbitohs fans because we were supposed to be moving there and I'm not sure if we're going to if that's still on now what's going to happen with the draw that's coming out we might have a bit of news about that later but um, yeah so the Paralympics club have got their own brewery as well just as a little aside <laughs> for, you, for fans that are going there to know that mate um, since 2018 mate you've you played pretty much every game uh, you haven't had many injuries yeah. and uh, you, mu- you must be proud of that effort and just based on what you said before, you you know you sounds like you work hard and you work hard on your fitness and, and, and your training and it's uh, yeah. it's paying dividends, mate, by by playing in all them games. Yeah, pretty much spot on. Um, I, I, when I first to the club, I didn't think I'd play one game, let alone play every game so far. So um, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that, and hopefully to keep continuing in in, in that way. And touch wood, um, not many. I don't get many injuries on the way through, but. Um, yeah, I just want to keep consistent and um, keep doing my job for the team. So, yeah. yeah, mate. And how how did you return to training after the the COVID nineteen break? Uh, sort of like had a, a little bit of a a mini off season, so to speak. And did you what did you get up to? Yeah. Oh, not a lot. Um, we couldn't do much actually. We had to pretty much stay home and pretty much just train on uh, train on our train on our own if if we wanted to. So. Um, I was pretty much just going for runs every day because there's nothing else to do. So um, I'm in pretty good shape at the moment, and um, yeah, can't wait to till we play again. So hopefully, it comes around sooner than rather than later. So. so, mate, you're not in the fat club. You don't have to do extras. <laughs> oh no, nah, I'm always in that club. I never get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mavo was the same. <laughs> yeah, I've been there, mate. <laughs> like a lot of people listening now are facing that same battle. We've all been sitting on our asses for the last month. Oh, and yeah. it's just hard to get motivated, you know. But uh, yeah, so it's good to hear you're in good yeah. nick, mate. Yeah, I think if, yeah. they, if, they, if they did an autopsy on me right now, I reckon they'd find bread, beer, and black coffee in there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, now, now, mate, um, talk us through some of your short-term and long-term goals, mate, because uh, we're really impressed with you. Um, yeah, probably short-term is to just keep playing consistent footy, trying to keep that starting role there. Fortunate enough that Wayne's come in and given me that starting role, so. Um, I just want to pretty much take that as my own and make it make it my uh, like number eight jersey my own. So that's pretty much my short term goal and long term is to obviously win the premiership. Uh, at two prelim final games and the fire's still burning in there. And hopefully, we, if we get another crack there in the prelim, we'll we'll get through to that next episode. Yeah. 
it's no coincidence that you've come into the team and the team's made two prelim finals, mate, because you've given us that strength in the middle that we needed. So just the yeah. next question is, so you have, we've noticed that you have gone from strength to strength. How do you explain that, mate? Have, have you just grown in confidence? Yeah, I think sometimes during the season, I, could, I probably let that slip a bit and I, and I go into my shell a little bit. So, um, yeah, a big thing with with Wayne as well is he's um, given me a lot of confidence to just play my own game and, and, and just do my job and keep it simple for myself. So I think that's a big that's a big part for me um, um, when I'm playing games. Mm. Mate, uh, we've only had two games this year in 2020 and uh, here on Rabbitohs Radio, mate, we, we thought you went quite well in both of them. We, I think we might have given you the man of the match in the first game. What, what, are, you, what, what are your thoughts on, on your performance in them first two games? Um, yeah, I think my performance was uh, in the Sharks game was um, was pretty good. Um, I wasn't too happy with my performance against the Broncos. I think in that first game, I took a lot of um, carries, and um, it showed in the second game that I didn't I didn't get as many or as um, as many carries there as, as I would like to have taken. But um, yeah, I still got a lot of things to work on, especially with my defense. And um, I'm working hard there with um, JD, our, our defense coach there. So I think I, I still got a lot to improve on. I think it comes back to that consistency that I said before that um, is a short-term goal for myself so I can't yeah. just play one good game and, and not have and then the next week play not so good so mate, yeah that, I think that, it comes back down to that Mate that's a big key mate consistency like you said before it's uh, you know if you can get that down um, you know you're going to go a long way to playing a lot of games and, uh, and and you do your job for the team Yeah that's right yeah exactly Now the Rabbitohs have been lucky enough to have a coach succession plan there, mate. Now, Wayne's there for this year and next year, and Jason Demetrio is taking over yep. in uh, 2022, mate. So what's your relationship with Jason? Um, are you looking forward to working with him in the coming years, mate, and trying to um, just consolidate a good long-term contract with the Mighty Rabbitohs? Um, I've got a pretty good relationship with Jason, um, JD. I've, I always get in there, and um, we always have a chat during the week about uh, my role in the team and um, always doing videos to try and make myself better on the, when we're practicing our training so um, yeah we have a pretty good relationship there and yeah hopefully we can move forward and like you said try and secure a long term future at the Mighty Rabbitohs yeah mate we'd love to have you and uh, we had Jason on the show uh, only a couple of weeks ago mate and uh, the Mighty Rabbitohs are in uh, good hands when he takes over and hopefully you're yeah, there you're there to uh, lead us uh, yeah, as well, mate. Mate, uh, yeah, is it is it true your nickname is Crazy Joe? No, no, I've never heard of that before. No, <laughs> we, we we got that from the mighty Anthony Maroon. No, well, I think oh, we googled it. We googled your name there, and up on um, Safari there, it came up on Wikipedia. Your name was Crazy Joe Totola from the Seinfeld. It's a bit of a throw off from the song. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it came from Anthony Maroon on um, Triple M, mate, the caller. Oh, wow, this is the first I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you go to your Wikipedia, it's on there, but uh, we, we, <laughs> might, we might start a rumour anyway. Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> Joe. Crazy Joe. <laughs> so, but your, your name, your name yeah, is actually Tavita, is that right, your first name? Has anyone, yeah, yeah, any, anyone called you that except for your mum and your, your family? Or? Nah, nah, no one calls me. Everyone knows, knows me as Junior, so... Yeah, no one really calls me Tavita. Has that got a story behind it? The 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 junior name? Um, oh, it's just uh, I was named after my old man, so his name's also Tavita, and um, I've been named after him. So that's where that comes from. Obviously, we've had a lot of downtime with COVID nineteen, as we said. What what sort of stuff are you doing away from 
footy, mate. What are some of your hobbies and interests that we wouldn't know about, mate? Um, yeah, well, I've currently been in um, doing a youth course at the moment, which um, has been keeping me busy, so that's been pretty good. But other than that, I've um, been playing PlayStation. I'm not sure if you guys know about video games, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mate, well, yeah. What, what, Fortnite, yeah. What's the youth um, cor- course involve? What's the youth course involve? Oh, it's just um, we've got, we got a Zoom class on a, once a week where the teacher goes through a few slides and a few assessments that we go through, so that keeps me pretty busy during the week. Oh, good stuff. Oh, mate. yeah, and you mentioned Zoom yeah, there, and yeah. we're just developing our Zoom capabilities here. We want to be able to Zoom people and um, record them, so we might get you back on oh, it. Oh, yeah, nice. Might get you back on it some stage once we're all set up and uh, record a bit of a <laughs> chat to, for the yeah, listeners. Sweet. Is that all right? Legend, mate. Yeah, all right, sweet. we appreciate your time, mate, and thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio. No worries, really appreciate it, guys. Export Freight Systems is an international freight forwarder who specialise in export. Ian, the owner, grew up playing for the mighty mascot Jets and is a passionate Bunnies man. Export Freight Systems are confident of getting the pricing you require without compromising excellent service. It doesn't matter if you're a regular exporter or just beginning, they're there to help you. Export Freight Systems. Email ian at efsau.com.au and mention Rabbitohs Radio. He'll take care of you. Boys, what a good interview with Junior Totola. Just got to, you know, find out a little bit about the bloke. And he's just sort of a quiet, unassuming character and he goes about his work on the field and we've mentioned him in that round one game against the Sharks and we thought he was one of the best players on the field. Punched out 160 plus metres that day. He's been great for us. The Tigers losses our game, like you said, Brownie. Maybe he wasn't showing the potential that he is now because from the day he started to where he is now, it's, he's come a long way, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, um, well, he has, Mavo, definitely. And it sounds like he puts in the hard work. Uh, he does all the hard, you know, through the off-season because both games or both off-seasons, 2018 and 2019, round one he got his opportunity. So he must have proved to the coaching staff that he was good enough to play. And round... One two thousand nineteen, he had a big game, so it's obviously he does the hard yards doing it, and he's good value for us because guys getting injured all the time. It's just it's like they made a glass. Mm. But well, he's a bit of a Cinderella story, like he said. I, I had an injury, uh, I sat the season out, didn't hear a word from the Tigers, mm. and all of a sudden, lo and behold, uh, Willie Peters has tipped him off the soups, and not only did he get a start with South. He starts in round one. That's what I mean. That's a pretty incredible story. A little bit like the Harmay Sello thing. I don't know, Harmay come in a bit late and mm. he's jagged his spot through injury and whatnot and, and putting his hand up in that preseason trial against Wentworthville, uh, at Wentworthville against Parramatta Boys. So, yeah, no, he's, he, he's a great story and I'm glad we got him on the line. And I, I, I think I've mentioned it on the show before, I, I like him. He's a little bit of a liking to Tom Alamo. A little bit of a human wrecking ball. How do you say that? Tomalolo. Tomalolo? Is it Tomalolo? Yeah. Tomalolo. I like well, the way you say it. Well, I don't want to ask you how many L's are in Woolloomooloo, but I, th- I think you missed a few L's out there, mate. Tomalolo. 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 Yeah. I've said it on the show before. I think he's a little bit like Jason Tomalolo. 
<laughs> and now the segment you've all been waiting for it's the rabbit of the week brought to you by Burke Street Bakery and this week it is Zach Haig and you have won a free coffee for a month at any of the 14 Burke Street Bakery stores now they'll be opening their doors soon too so you can go and sit in there and have a pie and and a cuppa they're still open now they're still open yes yeah for takeaway they are, and you can get frozen stuff too. Put it in your fridge for later. Zach sent us a message, and it says, I'll just read it out. G'day, guys. Just wanted to say a massive congrats on the podcast. Been a huge fan since last year, and it's definitely coming on in leaps and bounds. I'd say the interview with JD was my favorite episode so far. Just got done listening to the latest episode with Bo Champion and really enjoyed that chat. Also, very much looking forward to hearing about the signing news that Chaps hinted at during the last episode. Keep up the good work, guys. Glory, glory. Chaps? He actually had this particular person, without throwing it out there, um, he had an interview lined up there with Wayne Bennett and his new manager. He's just, Gavin Orr's just been deregistered, so he's just jumped on with Sam Ayub. And they never got around to it that week because it was such a busy week, so I might have something for you in another week. Okay. Sam, Sam Ayub, he was mentioned in last week's show with Bo Champion. Yes. Yeah, there you go. So, so they you haven't actually nice. nutted out a deal, but I've got another one. Uh, a friend of mine over there at Fox Sports, I was inquiring about the draw, and he said it will be out this Friday. So, uh, a oh, fellow, a fellow involved with the Matty John show, without mentioning any names. Okay, fair enough. So, 16 days to go. We don't have a draw, and we don't have a deal with the TV rights. And we don't know where oh, we're playing. I think no that's venue. not far away. That that TV rights. Look, that you, you'll hear the TV rights pop up in the next few days. And then the, then draw the draw will subsequently bang. be announced on the Friday. And, and obviously the venues will be announced as well. And you know what? I reckon a lot of these teams know who they're playing in that first week, but they're just nutting out the, the other little details yeah. from here on in. Boys. So no signing news, but theoretically, if we could sign anyone, who would it be? Who would you pick? Oh, personally, I'd, uh, I'd say David Fafita. I thought we were pretty close to signing him last year. And I don't... I believe... I don't think he's signed with the Broncos as yet for another deal. So we still might be a hope of snaring David Fafita and, and what a player he is. Yeah. True. Fantastic plays. are just a wrecking ball. He's a rampager. Yeah. Mavo, um, if I had to pick anyone, I'd have to say the bloke from the Cowboys, Jason Tamalolo, mate. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue well. <laughs> yeah. Rolls off the tongue well. It does. Um, another, another, and you know what? Another he, junior Totola. <laughs> mate, mate so every now and again, he punches out for Andrew Mooners in the back row. Like, I mean, we haven't seen a player like Jason Tamalolo, just the way he just takes takes that forward pack on his back and he you know, does it all himself. He's yeah. a beast, isn't he? Oh, he's yeah. a beast. Oh, someone like a Cameron Munster, we'd, we'd find a spot for him if he was available. And I don't know, Sonny Bill Williams, I think he's past it. I don't even think yeah, he's wanting Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't go near Sonny Bill. Yeah, so, yeah. but one thing we did mention is rugby looks like it might be falling over, so there could be a, some quality All Blacks and some rugby players across the globe, even in Australian rugby, that are available. I, so. read, I did read somewhere that a lot of the NRL clubs are starting to look at the best talent in rugby union uh, because of that reason, maybe. So Yeah, some of the guys that are have converted from rugby league over to you, and you might pop back, might jump the fence again. So can't really tell you many names because I, I don't really watch it. So I, <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone watches it, do they? Can you? Who's yeah, is it even on? Like that's that Super Fifteen or can you whatever? name three Wallabies? They and did kick off three that, Wallabies yeah. and three All Blacks. I'd be lucky to name, you know, maybe one. Ah. Curly Bill, and Curly Bill, Will, Steve Bill, Will Genia. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't really watch it. Mount Guinea, and this yeah. is and this is their problem. Okay, so let's move on to NRL news, brought to you by NG Farrow Real Estate. And the big news there is that they're going to go back to one ref. Now, some people have been calling for this. Apparently, it's going to save millions. It's how much money they on if it's going to save millions? But, but the other- that, that, that's okay. They're saving millions to go back to one ref, but it's got to be good for the game. Mm. You know, if it's not going to be good for the game, spend the money and have two refs. Yeah, but they probably but don't, gotta... don't just put the reason that oh, it's going to save millions. Mm. You want to do it for a reason, yeah, and it's going to better the game. Well, they haven't really got the money to spend, but the other big news on the refs is that instead of blowing penalties, they're just going to restart the tackle count. And we've had a bit of a chat about that, and we're not sure. Another that... grey area. Yeah, another yeah, grey area. I'm not, I mean, I'll go back to that that one ref. I'll... Boys, I like it. I like the one ref. I like it too. And there's a couple of reasons. Um, one of them, I just want to see one bloke take control instead of f- it, it flip-flops who's doing what. One bloke calls a, uh, a ruck penalty and the other bloke overrules it and all this crap. And Two no different one, styles. No one knows who's in charge. And, and back in your day, boys, um, you'd have different style of referees. It'd be referee completely different. And what's wrong with that mm, coming up? fine. And w- w- you might have a certain referee this week and you go, oh, geez, I know he, I know he's pretty lenient on the five on, on the 10-metre rule and mm. you can take advantage of that as a player or whatnot or as a coach mm. uh, and coach towards that. Mate, I reckon, it's, I reckon it's good. And the other one is... And you've got the man upstairs as well helping him. Yeah. So, he, he's, you know... They might be able to put an in-goal touch judge in or something to help out. But it also, what it does is it brings in the old linesman putting the flag up, coming in and giving him a hand. The linesman don't help the referees yeah, at all anymore. Back old, in your yeah. day, boys. Martin Wicks. Yeah. How Martin often Wicks. would they come yeah. on with the, the run on with the yeah. flag up? And you yeah. go, oh, stick the flag up your ass. Say <laughs> <laughs> to yourself, you know. But yeah, yeah the touching. You know, that, that's the thing that's. And the other and the main reason I like the one referee is Nick Polis doesn't want it. That's good, boys. Yes. Right. He, he's, he, he, he's getting put in his place over you know the what? last few few, few weeks. The reason he? he doesn't want it is it doesn't suit the style of football that Trent Robinson wants, and he's pushing that barra off the back of angry Trent Robinson. So Valandi's Valandi's not taking shit off uh, off uh, old Nick. No, that's good. Uh, good. And that, that's what I like about him, mate. Yeah. Now, with these refereeing decisions, we've actually got a referee on hand here at Rabbitohs Radio. We haven't got him on the phone at the moment, but we spoke to Gavin Badger in Mudgee, and he's a fantastic bloke. When I met him, he said, oh, maybe my brother used to play against you. I know who you are and that. And we know a lot of the same people. Brownie, he's a South Junior. He is, mate. He played with the Zetland Magpies uh, badge. So played in that great side of Terry Hill, Jim Sedaris, Jim Dimmick, Daryl Trindle, Peter Trevitt. And that, that was a fantastic side. And really famous junior side. And, of this, and you know. the badge was uh, part of that side. Really? Wow. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good bloke and he's a... He's a top bloke. Him and Mrs. Badge, Casey, they're a bit of a power couple on Instagram. They do a lot of fitness stuff and um, he's a really brave guy, the Badge. He came out with a story in the media about his uh, his childhood and that. Yep. And I was really impressed by him and I said, mate, you want to come on for a chat in the podcast? I he said, mate, on. no worries, here's my number. So we'll get him on for a chat, but then if there's different rules that we're not sure about, a bit of a ruling, a controversial ruling, we'll get... We'll give him a buzz well, and we'll get back As to I it. said uh, earlier, we could um, get him on if they do go to that one referee rule and find out how that's going to affect the referees and how much training they're going to do in the lead-up to that um, competition kicking off. What again, have boys. they got to change, yeah. Because yep. uh, that'd, that'd be an interesting one. All right. Now, the, the final thing we've got is the players refusing the vaccine. Now, Cartwright and Albert Kelly, I think it is. Albert Kelly. Have said they won't be getting the vaccine and so they won't play again this year. Now, I don't know if that's costing them big money, but... Well, I'll so just give you my opinion. I think the anti-vaxxers are... Uh, I'm not not a fan. I think modern medicine is saying that vaccinations have saved millions of lives and they continue to do so. 
there's no concrete evidence that anyone's suffering from vaccines. And I know this is a debatable issue, but um, as far as I'm concerned, look, I, like I, when the, the, just let me make the point that when they when vaccines come in <laughs> with whooping cough and all these pre- and all these preventable diseases, when that came in, it saved millions of lives. Now, some of these anti-vaxxers are did, saying yeah. that we don't need that. So they want you tell that to all the the kids that were dying from it that they don't need but it. Times have changed, Mova. Times have changed, and look, I, I'm not against it, but I don't see how getting a flu vaccination has got anything to do with COVID-19. It's got nothing to do with it. Tell me about. Tell me what. What it doesn't cause COVID-19. It doesn't stop COVID-19. Yeah. Well, Why all of a sudden they've got to get a flu vax? Yeah. To well, play. Well, the NRL's obviously had advice. From someone who knows what they're talking about. Look, I don't get as it. As opposed to three guys talking on a footy podcast. Well, if, so, you, if, you, know, if you don't want to get, get the flu, have a cold shower every day all year round. Mate, after, right. we, after what, what Cronulla went through with um, hooking blokes up and putting things in their body they shouldn't have, I don't mind. If players put up their hand up and say, I don't want the flu vaccine, I'm fine, I'm fit and healthy. It's not for fit and healthy players, the yeah. flu vaccine. Look, yeah. my, yeah. my advice to Carbright yeah. and Kelly is... Just get it and get on with life. You know what I mean? But yes. I can't understand why they, they've they got to get a flu shot. They've made a big now. deal about it. I think they've gone a bit over the top with it. Like, if, if it was the COVID-19 vaccine, you beauty. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead, you know? Yeah, but, you know, like a lot of people will Google stuff these days and they've got their own little medical opinions. But I always say, just go to the doctor. Speak to your GP. He's been to medical school. He's up to all up to date on all the latest things. Ask him what he thinks instead of what yeah. you find well, on Google. A lot of people don't like doctors these days, maybe. They don't like um, antibiotics. It's a lot of shit in them. Yeah, well, there's another wonder drug that you're putting shit on now. <laughs> <laughs> antibiotics. Penis, hey. Penicillin. You're yeah. doing your penicillin. Yeah, well, a lot of people are. We better yeah. stop. I'm not saying right. I, I am. We better stop this before it goes somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, look, I mean, if someone gets a flu shot, no, they, they put out a text at our work. Does anyone want the flu shot? Yeah. I never get it. I don't get it. But blokes get it. I'm getting one. Good on them. I'm getting one you next know? week. I've never had one just for the sake of it. And you know what? Just, you're, you're, I'll go through the process. And, and, <laughs> and you'll be bedridden for three days. Well, there you go. Well, I'll be the guinea pig. Uh, you aren't getting one. I'm, I'm getting one. And let's say over the course of winter. My dad get it to, you know, protect yeah. themselves from the flu. They're an elderly, yeah, they're well, elderly people and they need it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not young. And maybe lives with his father, Dick, who's an yeah, older person. It, it's probably beneficial for now you. Now, man, got oh. one today. Now, man, got one today. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not anti-vax because my kids are all vaccinated at the right times during that school period for the hooping yeah. cough and all that. And yeah. I've got no dramas with that. But, Never but I've got. I, I don't link it to the no. flu shot, please. Please. These oh. guys are that fit and healthy. If they get the flu, you know, they just sit out a week or two. Who cares? You're working on a story, mate. Tell us about it. We are. We've. Spoken about Brownie's trotting drive that he won in 1987, and he sent me through a photo the other day, and it was of him crossing the winning post, and it got me thinking: Who were the people in this race? Is there a backstory? So I started writing a story for our webpage, and I soon realised there is a backstory, and we've titled it "Showdown at Richmond: The Legend, the Lady, and the Kid from Redfern Battle It Out on the Track." So we're building it up to be this big match race, and it wasn't, but. So the people involved, it was. For Brownie, it's an uh, important milestone in his life. And there was a legendary harness driver called John Binskin driving in the race. And there was a, a leading female driver, Leanne Bainan, driving in the race who Brownie had a connection to. So once I started researching, I thought this is going to be an okay story. And now we've decided, because we've interviewed some people, we've interviewed Brownie and his dad, and we've interviewed John Binskin, who's passed away's son, and we've spoken to Leanne Bainan. So we've got all this backstory, and we're going to release a bonus episode of this story. And 
we're going to write a story on our webpage. So, yeah, that's what we've been doing, a little side. Stay project. tuned. Stay tuned. I think it'll be okay. And there's a bit of a link to the Rabbitohs there. You'll have to listen to it. But, there um, is. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, it's and, you know. And we didn't know that. And we didn't know that that's one right. as we dug the story out. And, yeah. and for our older listeners, you'll remember the, the Red Ots at Arrow Park and the dogs at Winnie. <laughs> Cheats on suits. Yeah, on the races. Well, you know? let me tell you, they used to have the uh, Greyhounds at Harrell Park as well. They, they did. They used to run the trots at Harrell Park Friday night. Mm-hmm. And every second week, it'll be Greyhounds at Harrell Park. And then the next week, it'll be Wentworth Park. Harrell yep. Park, Wentworth yep. Park, Harrell Park, Wentworth Park. And now Harrell Park, all you'll get is some, some shops. There's a nice shopping centre down there. They yeah, build, actually. Yeah, it's, called it's called the, the Tram Shed. Tram Shed, yeah. Yeah, brilliant little place to go for a feed. But it's yep. just a, the bygone era. Yeah. We, re- we reminisce. But, yeah, yep. and that story, it, it take, it'll take you back. There's some good old photos and that, too. With all them units down there where Harrell Park is... All the streets have been named after the great horses down there. Oh, there you go. Grattan Avenue, the Scotsman. Palface Adios? You know what? I don't think Palface Adios is there. He might have, he might have been a Queenslander or something, wasn't no, he? No, no, he's from Bathurst. Any of the big oh. greyhounds been named, like Major Gossip and, and, and Chasing Amy? No, no. no well, they, they, wouldn't, they would have been at Wentworth Park. And yeah. what we will do is, because I'm not sure when that, that episode's going to come out. dogs back in the day. Yeah. What we will do is, we're not quite sure when that episode's going to come out, but we did speak to Darren. Pinskin, and we said, have you got a tip for us? He said, not this week, but next week. Alpine Stride will be in, so have a look at that one. So if you want to have a, a bit of a Google, A little saver. There's a, a tip, saver for, the, tip for the Red Hots. And what about, the we- what about the weather? Alpine Stride, that will be at Menangle Park next week sometime. Yep. And the weather, chaps, tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, the weather, boys. I think I've gone the unders tomorrow, boys. I, I know I, I jag one today. I got a six to one pop up in the weather today. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and I might have to get I'll tell you what it was. It was there. It is there. It was uh, Sydney at two p.m. between twenty point three and twenty point seven, and I banged it right in the middle there, boys. Six to one. Get that up, yes, hey? <laughs> Your shout. Unreal. Yeah. We might have to get Jamie Rogers or uh, Kristen Fard on for a, a tab update on the weather, like on the. Well, I'll tell you no, what. On the novelty bets. I'll tell you what. My tip tomorrow. Uh, this is two dollars fifty. Sydney under 19.7, 2 p.m. tomorrow, and that's $2.50. There's a bit of cloud cover. We might get a little bit little bit cool there. All right, yeah, boys? That's my cool. tip. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay. And I'm doing my final challenge tomorrow in my pink budgies. So I've got a fair income. You yeah. might lose a few friends there, but anyway. <laughs> good luck well, there. Well, there's some, there's some stuff for you to look forward to, listeners. <laughs> Great so, show, boys. Great you know show, they, boys. You know what they say? Pink's a new black. And uh, take us out, Mova. Rabbitohs Radio is hosted by Grant Chappell, Darren Brown and me, Steve Maven, and is brought to you by Export Freight Systems, The Juniors, NG Farah, Rise Foundation and Burke Street Bakery. For more information on this episode, click the episode webpage in the show notes and please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. We'd also like you to follow our Rabbitohs Radio Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube channel. We'll be back next week with another episode and up the mighty rabbitos.